Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. Hope you're all doing well on this Thursday, November 11, 2021. Everyone is having a good week. Getting into it, uh, you know, hopefully all things are going well as we get closer and closer to uh, some good times of the year. So, hope you all are pushing through and... Um, you know, staying healthy and taking care of yourselves. Uh, today's episode, I'm just going to get into week 10 a little bit as it kicks off with the Ravens and the Dolphins tonight. We'll also get into some of the NBA uh, action that we saw last night, quite a few games. Uh, also, you know, featuring the first, uh, you know, the first showdown between uh, Green and Kate Cunningham, you know, so the number one overall, number two overall picks in the draft this past year, and obviously some other games as well. I'll get into as we go along. So tonight, Baltimore takes on Miami. Uh, you look at both teams. Obviously, Baltimore has overcome, you know, their injuries early on in the season. They've been playing very well. Uh, you know, they sit, I think, six and two on top of the division. And you have the Miami Dolphins, on the other hand, who have had a very disappointing season. You know, Brian Flores hasn't been able to get this team uh, to be, um, you know, with a good record up to this point in the season. You know, obviously things have kind of changed with, obviously they, you know, didn't have two or four a portion of those games. But other than that, they've been losing a lot of close games couple of tough ones here and there um, you know obviously some players are just haven't really panned out as well you know I think Will Fuller is a name that really hasn't come up a lot Jalen Waddles has some flashes of potential um, but overall the Dolphins just haven't been able to be as good you know they've obviously have struggled in a lot of aspects in terms of getting more out of their offense more out of their wide receivers and you know the offensive line has also struggled as well i would say quite a bit in terms of the way things have kind of developed from miami um you know they definitely are at a point in the season where you know they are pretty much out of it you know their chances of making the postseason are very slim um and you know they obviously played a very turnover filled game last week and getting their second win of the season um, but they really missed their chances a lot. Um, and so now it's all about how do you build your team forward, you know. Are you going to stick with Tua, you know. Now he doesn't have, obviously, the biggest numbers this season. He's dealt with the, you know, with the injuries and then the finger issue. He may or may not play tonight. Um, you know, so Miami's have, have a lot of questions, a lot of things they have to figure out, you know. But... You know, you could say yes, Tua hasn't been as great, but the team hasn't even been. You know, you look at around the team, and just they've really missed out on a lot of opportunities. You know, haven't finished games as well. Um, and now the question is, you know, in this game tonight, you know, we're, you know, which Dolphins are going to show up? Are they going to show up be more competitive, or are they going to let the Ravens kind of run over them? Um, we look at Baltimore, they've obviously started slow in some of their games, but they've always been able to come back and, like, pick it up. You know, you've seen some good things from their offense overall. 
um, with you know with Andrews and Marquise Brown. Le'Veon Bell has kind of found himself a little bit of a role here in Baltimore. So, you know, the Ravens have been able to do a lot of good things overall as an offense. Um, but, you know, everybody's kind of waiting to see how they perform in the postseason, right? Um, that is the key for the Ravens and how they kind of push for that postseason spot uh, remains to be seen because, as I said, the... AFC North is really interesting. A lot of teams have a chance, you know, at it. Still, um, you know, so we're gonna find out a lot about the Ravens uh, going forward uh, when they play, obviously, their division rivals. Looking at this game tonight between both teams, um, you know, it comes down to a couple things. I think for Baltimore, the keys to victory. I think number one, you just gotta let Lamar Jackson let it loose. You know, he's been doing that quite a bit when they've obviously gotten him behind. Let him make plays. He needs to obviously move the chains, do what he has to do. It is a short week, right? And it's always difficult for the road team uh, to get it going. So, the Ravens cannot start slow. That's the first key. They cannot start slow. You know, we've seen on any given Sunday, any given week, a team can be beat if they don't play their best. And so, Baltimore, this is a game that they should win easily. They know they should win. Got to start fast. Make things happen. Don't get don't get behind like the way you did against the Minnesota last week. You know, move the chains, be aggressive. You know, really try to put your impression and force on this game in terms of just making sure that you are running your offense, you're converting on those key downs and getting the end zone. Second key is Ravens defense. You know, they've been able to make some plays and look better. Uh, as of late, they just got to be able to do a good job. Whether it's Brissett in there or Tua, you know, their pass rush has to be able to dominate the Miami Dolphins' offensive line. The Dolphins haven't been that great um, in pass protection this year. You know, they've been better at some times, but you got to get after with your pressure, your front four. You know, like to see, you know, a couple of players make plays, be, you know, stout up front, shut down the running game force a lot of tough looks and tough uh, plays from the Dolphins early on. Um, and the third key for the Ravens, you know, you want to see more of a shot Bateman um, and some of the other Raven wide receivers step up. Now, Dolphins probably will try to cover up a lot of Mark Andrew, Marquise Brown, but Rashad Bateman, uh, I think this is an opportunity for him to have a big game, you know, so get him the ball try to feature some of the wide receivers they tried to do last week um, but you know spread the Dolphins out try to pick up some matchups with other you know, other wide receivers that you can target uh, I think Rashad Bateman uh, should definitely be featured a lot more in this game to get him going as they try to make their push you know get him in sync for um, you know the upcoming games they have I think that is a huge thing for the Ravens to do you know, and think they they do that. I think that Rashad Bateman will definitely be a contributor, a factor, you know, down the stretch when they have to play more quality teams. The case for the Miami Dolphins in this one, I think first thing is they gotta protect the football. You know, they had a lot of turnovers last week in their win against Houston, albeit protect the football. Don't let your you know don't beat yourselves pretty much. You know, try to convert third downs. Try to you know, flip the field, get good field positioning, but don't give up 
um, you know, the ball in your territory. Try to move the ball. Try to make things happen on third down. Second key, uh, I think Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, two names that obviously haven't had a whole lot of success this year. They've been okay at times, but I think that you've got to find a way to get these guys the football, whether it be in formations and around strict plays. You know, Jalen Waddle's been able to do some things good this season, but you know, you've got to find a way to get these two guys the football um, in certain matchups. But they have to produce in this game if Miami has any chance of pulling off an upset. And the third key, this Miami Dolphins defense. You know, Brian Flores obviously came in last year and, you know, or the year before that. Um, he started really turning around, around this defense. And, yes, they've had a couple of players who have been unhappy and they kind of dealt with that. But this Dolphins defense needs to show up. You know, you know the last time I think Miami and Baltimore played, I think the Ravens scored 59 points last year, or the year before that. So it really comes down to this Dolphins defense being better. You know, they've got to be more sound and making stops. You know, they got to be able to make stops when they can. they got to try to force this game to be low scoring to their pace. But they have to give this offense a chance in this game. Um... And the same goes both ways, but this Dolphins defense was really good last year. They had some good signs of, like, playing well. You just want to see them be more of a factor in this game, try to slow down Lamar Jackson in the running game, just really try to force a lot of passes and throws and let that defense in the, in the back end try to make plays on the football. So I look at this game, and, you know, it's a short week, obviously, so it may be a close game considering how the Ravens have played recently. I mean, starting off slow in a couple of their games and picking it up. Um, I think Miami will put up an okay game probably in the first half. Maybe it'll be somewhat of a uh, game that, you know, could be interesting. But I think the Ravens get it done. Um, just knowing that they have the Steelers, the Browns, the Bengals behind them. I mean, the Ravens, this is a, this is a game that you should win. So I think they'll put up more points in the second half. Uh, start finding some success in some other you know areas of the field, um, but I think that in Miami and with Tua you know being not 100%, um, I think it'll just be a game in which Miami may play well early on, uh, just because you know they obviously are at home and they haven't been that great at home uh, only the last week. So Miami may play well in the early portion of this game, but the Ravens should be able to win this game in the second half putting up some points, using their running game a lot. I think Lamar Jackson gets it done and gets the Ravens to 7-2 and uh, and stay in control of the division going forward. So in this next segment, I want to get into some of the NBA action that took place yesterday. But before I do that, I want to get into a couple of uh, uh, interesting reports that have come out. Um, Let's start with Cam Newton is headed back to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Expected to sign, I think, or already has been finalized and reached an agreement. Uh, Cam Newton, obviously, who started his career in Carolina, um, you know, pro bowler, 
led the team to a Super Bowl appearance, you know, comes back home to Carolina, you know, obviously Cam had, had a, you know, he had a rough goal late, I would say, obviously, you know, he came back, you know, last year, he started for New England, and then he dealt with COVID, and then in the off season, you know, Mac Jones beat him out for the starting quarterback job, um, but you now he gets a chance now to join a Panthers team that definitely is looking to, uh, you know, save their season in a way because of where they are in terms of the NFC South and the standings. Um, you know, they did sign Matt Barkley. Um, off their practice squad, PJ Walker, I believe, will be starting this week. We we weekend for the um for the Panthers. Inter- interesting move for the Panthers at this point. Obviously, you know Matt Rule, um, you know Joe Brady. Um, obviously, it took a lot for Cam probably to come back to Carolina. Obviously, things weren't handled the right way the first time, um, but they made it up to him and. He definitely brings a lot to the table, you know. Uh, remains to be seen whether or not he'll start. I think he would at this point if they brought him in, um, you know. But the Panthers definitely need to make a move considering how, you know, Darnold obviously has not been that great the last few weeks and, you know, being out for the four to six week time frame. Um, obviously, now they have a more of a better quarterback room. And who knows, this move might be good for P.J. Walker in one way because it'll help him probably game plan, maybe a little bit better on Sundays. Um, but there's no doubt that with the Panthers' stretch of games they have coming up, you know, they definitely need all hands and all the support they could get. Uh, maybe Cam will be able to pr- provide some of that energy. Obviously, he's well-loved in Carolina for a lot of reasons. So it's a nice thing for Cam Newton. Hopefully he you know, remains here. And, um, you know, question now is will he... You know, finish this season as you know having a chance for next year at the starting quarterback spot, or will he finish his career here? Remains to be seen, you know. But obviously, you know he's been through quite a bit, um, so it's good to see him kind of find opportunity for the team that drafted him, number one overall pick. You know, back then in 20, I think 2011 it was or 2010. And then there's also another uh, news report that just I think broke some time back and it's still being finalized but it appears it appears at this moment that Odell Beckham uh, Jr. will be joining the Los Angeles Rams um, and you know have to admit you know it was one of those spots where you felt maybe he uh, you know, he obviously he was probably thinking you know between probably the Packers and uh, the Chiefs um, but Boy, you know, the Rams did have to let go of Deshaun Jackson. Um, and Odell Beckham, the Los Angeles Rams with Matthew Stafford, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. It's a very formidable group of wide receivers that the Rams potentially are going to have. Um, obviously, Beckham's been looking to kind of find himself, you know, and, you know, it's kind of been up and down for him, you know, the last few years. But if this move does take place, I mean, definitely put the, put the Rams in a really great spot um, you know, when it comes to the NFC and their push. Obviously, they're all in, right, to, with, with the moves they've made this offseason and also the, also the trade deadline with Von Miller. They're all in to win the championship this year and have that home Super Bowl, just like the way the Tampa Bay had it 
last year. So definitely makes their offense even more explosive, more elite in some areas. Um, and he may have a chance to really flourish there, uh, considering how all the attention that Cooper Cup can get sometimes. Uh, definitely a, a move that the Rams, um, you know, I thought they would have a chance at him. You start thinking that maybe they, you know, we're going to kind of stay with the same group. But once again, you know, with their general manager and Snead and McVay, I mean, they're really going after a lot of things right now. And, you know, if this move does go through as it has been reported to go through, you know, as they... You know, it could be uh, could be a really good spot for Odell Beckham to kind of regain some of that, uh, you know, momentum and ability that he had, and maybe it'll get him get him going. And who knows, he might be able to come be a big you know contributor uh, for the Rams, if, you know, down the stretch when they have to play some big time games, and obviously in the postseason as well. So now I'm going to transition to talking about some of the NBA action that took place last night. You know, quite a few of games. Um, and obviously some teams are uh, starting to put together some wins. Other teams are uh, kind of shuffling through a lot of pieces. And there's one team that definitely definitely has dug itself into a hole that I think they will definitely not get out of this season. You know, so just looking at it here, I mean... Obviously, some teams are that we expected to be really good are, are playing that way. Some teams are struggling, but um, as I mentioned, there's just some teams, and particularly one team, uh, which I'll just state right now, the New Orleans Pelicans, right? It just is tough to see. Obviously, they don't have Zion Williamson back, I think, fully. But the Pelicans have lost a number of games. Of his Josh Hart got hurt yesterday. They're 1-11. They're 1-11, and they just cannot seem to get off to a good start. I don't know if it's, you know, obviously Willie Green obviously being there as coach now. You know, things obviously have started out really rocky for the Pelicans and you know, you've seen guys get you know, play well at times. A lot of times they haven't, but you know, they obviously in last night's game um, you know, a lot of technical fouls and the, the losing can really obviously start to build up and you know, just you just hope that Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, when they both are on the court together, uh, at this point in the season, you know, at some point in the season, they'll be able to kind of start turning things around. Um, but it's going to take a collective effort from the Pelicans, um, or else a lot more changes may come to this roster than it did than it did in the off season. So last night, uh, you had the. Uh, number one overall two out picks, you know, in Jalen Green and Kate Cunningham square off, you know, Pistons and Rockets yesterday. Uh, first head-to-head matchup between these two players, who obviously will be linked probably for most of their careers. Um, the Pistons were able to win 112 to 104 over the uh, Houston Rockets. Obviously, Jalen Green. Um, had a decent showing. Had one of those, you know, nice dunks, kind of in the area of Cade uh, Cunningham, and got a technical foul after that. Uh, but obviously, both guys are really great at what they do, and they obviously are developing and still, you know, getting to their form. Um, Jeremiah Grant was really the story for the Pistons yesterday. Had 35 points. Uh, I think Cade Cunningham had about 20 points overall. Um, obviously, you know. Has started to play some games now, so 
you know, I think you'll see the Pistons continue to build some more chemistry, and he is definitely going to be one of their best young players moving forward as they try to rebuild and surround him with talent. Um, Kevin Porter played well for Houston. You know, Jalen Green had 23 points in this one. You know, Christian Wood, I think, had about 20 points. The Rockets have looked a lot better um, in some stretches this year. It's still early. They could still end up having a really bad record of the year, but they look a little bit better at times. Obviously, the whole thing is, you know, how do they want to build this team? John Wall is the only player that really hasn't played a lot for Houston this year as he looks to get traded, and obviously he's going to have to come down that number if he wants to get traded, which he has not shown the willingness to do but um both teams obviously are in in rebuilding directions right now and they just hope you, know, you just hope that Jalen Green and Kate Cunningham can kind of turn you know turn into some really good players and have a good year this year helping their teams as they try to carve out an identity and get back to winning you know games on a consistent basis but I'll take time but you got two guys who have really great skill sets and the Pistons are hoping to get more of Kate Cunningham going forward He's already kind of shown his abilities at times, what he can do, um, you know, so it should be interesting to watch how they kind of build around him. And for, you know, Jalen Green in Houston, obviously he's off to a really nice start and you just want to see him continue to develop and turn into a really prolific scorer and player on both ends of the court. The Chicago Bulls beat the Dallas Mavericks 117-107. to Zach Levine with 23 points in this one. Lonzo had a really good game. You know, 21 points. Shot extremely well from the three-point line. Uh, you know, I think Vujicic played well as well. He had 18 points. Uh, Chicago, they're obviously looking really good early on right now. Their offense is getting done uh, when it needs to get done. You know, Dallas has been playing well at times. You know, obviously the... Relationship and chemistry between Porzingis and um, Doncic continue to kind of you know develop. But um, in this game, you know, Doncic was able to play relatively okay. You know, he didn't obviously go off and have a big game in this one. Um, you know, I think it was just more of you know the shooting just kind of gave up on the the Mavericks late. You know, Chicago was able to get a couple of stretches with more points, and Dallas couldn't keep up. And I think the, the Bulls will definitely win a lot of games this way this season. But at some point, you'll have to probably see them be much more better defensively um, if they want to be able to, uh, you know, win those tough games down the stretch, you know, when they, when they do have those games in the season. Uh, but two teams that obviously are on the right track. And Dallas definitely needs to continue to get more and more production from Porzingis. He had an okay game, I think 22 points yesterday. You want to see more Porzingis be scoring 22 points or so, you know, every game he definitely can do it and you know Jason Kidd definitely has a lot of work ahead of him uh, trying to get this Dallas team to be more better as a unit um, after you know once Doncic you know try to go you know, go to the bench or you know needs rest you know gotta find a couple of players who can really step up and be consistent um, especially um, early on and when you know when they need the most the Phoenix Suns were able to win uh, 119 to 109 over the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, Frank Kaminsky had a huge game for the Suns. I think 31 points. Uh, I think Aiden is still getting back, obviously with you know dealing with an injury. But Kaminsky had a big night. 
Uh, a well-balanced scoring effort from the Phoenix Suns. You know, everybody, I think, was in double figures pretty much. Um, Portland, you know, they're just, you know, it's kind of like the same thing you're seeing Portland do. Um, you know, Lillard obviously is putting up, obviously, you know, great number of points. And McCollum is doing this thing, and so is Norman Powell. But it's just not enough. Portland definitely has a lot of things that they, you know, still are figuring out. And Chauncey Billups, obviously, you want to give him time to see how he can continue to, you know, coach this team and get more out of this roster. But, you know, you have Larry Nance, who's obviously doing pretty good right now. Um, it just remains to be seen whether or not, the, whether or not the, the Blazers can win with Lillard, McCollum, and pa- uh, Norman Powell, you know. It, it's really going to be interesting to watch how, how, how it goes because... This game yesterday, although looking at it, they had a lot of turnovers. You know, they had 16 turnovers. I think they were out rebounded as well. They shot 28.3% from the three-point line, so they weren't getting it done in that aspect. Um, so Portland definitely has some things to figure out. You know, they can be better. We know they can be better. Um, but this is what was the worry about Portland, right? They didn't make any big moves in the off-season and. You know, other than just re-signing uh, Powell and signing Larry Nance, uh, but do they have the firepower right now to compete long term? It's just hard to see that right now. That um, they're gonna need to find ways to be better, uh, and Chauncey has to find a way to turn this team around. Just in terms of getting more out of the players around Damian Lillard, uh, the execution has to be there. Um, no doubt, Lillard will do a lot of good things this season. He'll obviously have those games where he drops number of points and things like that um, but you know will it be uh, the same old story for the Portland Trailblazers that is what a lot of people are looking to see this year it will be more of the same in the playoffs or will it be you know a better version of this team when it comes to that time uh, and then finally the Lakers were able to win 120 uh, to 117 over the Miami Heat in overtime Great game for both teams overall. I mean, the Lakers had to obviously battle back a little bit in this game. Jimmy Butler had to leave this game, unfortunately, with a sprained ankle. Um, but Miami had their chances to win this game. You know, Tyler Hero just came up short on a couple of plays. Uh, Russell Westbrook had a triple-double in this one. Really was getting it done. Malik Monk had a surprisingly you know, great shooting night for the Lakers. And Anthony Davis chipped in 24 but yeah, Westbrook is finally kind of finding himself a little bit. Obviously, there were those games he had a lot of turnovers and a lot of you know erratic play. Um, you know, he did miss obviously a shot I think late in this game, which went to overtime. Um, but you know, you're seeing Anthony Davis play pretty well. Uh, Lakers are obviously getting a lot of good things from their bench and their supporting cast. Uh, Miami, you just look at it. Uh, Kyle Lowry just wasn't too much of himself in this game. At a buy at 28. You know, Hero did play well for the most part, um, but they, you know, Miami's still, despite this loss, they're still a really good team uh, that, you know, there's a lot to like about this Miami Heat team and what they can do uh, when they have it going. Uh, but the Lakers just definitely need that game a little bit more than Miami did. Um, and, you know, as they try to navigate some of these games about LeBron James, they're definitely getting done, you know, with Russell Westbrook starting to kind of find himself kind of find his confidence a little bit more in these games so it's a good sign for the Lakers although they have a lot of work to do because you know we've seen obviously flashes of what Melo and Westbrook can do and Monk can do um, 
you know, and Davis obviously is looking much better than he looked last year. It's just all about how do they kind of continue to, you know, build this roster. How do they, you know, when LeBron's back in the lineup, how do they perform then will also be a big thing to watch out for. Um, so, you know, overall, you know, we saw quite a bit of games yesterday. A lot of good teams stepping up and getting some wins. Um, you know, and obviously Golden State continues to win, but, you know, everyone's kind of waiting for that matchup or that time when, you know, Golden State is going to play maybe more of a better team. Uh, not saying that the teams that they've played lately have been all bad, but, um, you know, obviously the Warriors, there's a lot of things to like about the Warriors right now. Obviously, they're being called as one of those best teams right now in the season. Uh, we'll find out soon enough, obviously, when some of the bigger games come up and, you know, you just kind of want to see if they can keep keep the, keep this pace, you know, especially with uh, how some of the teams are starting to kind of pick up in the Western Conference, you know, with Denver getting a little bit better, you know, getting Jamal Murray back at some point will happen, um, you know, so there's a lot of variables of both conferences to watch out for. Milwaukee, um, you know, still trying to kind of find their themselves a little bit right now, you know. Um, so some good games definitely coming up. Washington, the Wizards have played extremely well early on this season. So there's a lot of things to like right now about some of these teams that are playing and are at the top of the standings, but things are about to change, especially heading towards Christmas Day and the New Year, for sure.